Steel Toes and Scoreboards Podcast. Like us on Facebook and Twitter. Hey, Kurt, you want a hot take? Yeah. Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame. He was a great two-strike hitter. Bill Lambeer would have made Shaq piss himself. You really think so? It's Shaq, dude. Absolutely. Oh, for sure. Fun fact, Kurt. I love deep stats. Good research, bro. <laughs> Word association. Greatest of all time. Tell me how you really feel about pro sports. These contracts are out of control. Some people might not like that. Well, I'm going to pay some people off. <laughs> well, I mean, you sure will. You're the baseball guru, though, man. Shout out to my coach, Joe Rodmaker. Well, it is a digital world these days. Yeah, I'm an analog man. Tiger Woods. Mount Rushmore, bro. Coach Bobby Knight. IU misses him, no doubt. Times have changed. But for the better of the worst. No, that's, that's arguable. I'll tell you right now, though. I'm, uh, it's modern age. I'm not drug testing for pot anymore in any sport. It's a damn plant. <laughs> they fire and suspend these guys for weed? Ridiculous. I'm a fountain sure of bet. useless pro wrestling. Sure now. bet. Sure bet. <laughs> Sound like Adam Sweet. Sure bet. <laughs> he was a role model for millions. Rest in peace, Mamba. Team Ali. Team Tyson. You know what? Fuck it. You're baseball's new commissioner. I don't want that job. (laughs) Oh, horse shit. Come on, bro. Magic vs. Bird. What a rivalry. Okay, okay. Boost ratings. Ashes in the seat. You know what? Hot take. Tap the mic. He's the best I've ever seen. Nobody compares to him. Look at his legacy. Alright, guys. Another episode of Steel Toes and Scoreboards coming to you now. All right, guys, welcome to another episode of Steel Toes and Scoreboards. Jared Atkins, Kirk Kelly will be joining me momentarily. We are, uh, it's time for another edition of our uh, Weeknight Chronicle episodes, which is uh, starting to be something we've been doing a little more of here lately. Get on the mic for an hour, hour and a half, shorter episodes, get a little bit more mileage out of the podcast. Uh, Kurt will be joining me momentarily again, hopefully. Just looking at my phone, waiting for old puss to chime in here. We haven't done nothing for the month of April yet. Oh, here's just text. Hang on. Negative. Disregard. Disregard. All right. Uh, I still ain't got a hold of Kurt. So I guess I'm gonna roll tape here. We're gonna we're just gonna go. Might be flying solo if he chimes in. He chimes in. We'll pick up the call. But anyways, uh, we'll just kind of stick mostly with sports tonight, uh, which is kind of ninety percent of what this podcast is, anyways. But we're gonna start off talking a little about a little bit about baseball and something cool that happened today. Uh, Vince Scully has won the second ever Lifetime Achievement Award presented by Baseball Digest which is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, Vince Scully, for those of you who don't know, was the longtime Dodgers announcer, and he was uh, awarded with this this annual, you know, award here that recognizes somebody in baseball who made significant contributions to the game. Oh, now there he is. 
I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. All right, hang on. We're just gonna. Hello. Hello, puss. What's going on? We are live. Right on. I went ahead and recorded the intro while I was. I formatted a few notes. Uh, we ain't got a lot to talk about, but what we do have to talk about is pretty semi in depth and kind of cool. Right. And uh, of course, we'll save the meat and taters for uh, the, the very end. Right. Holy. I'm coming through. You're coming through good. Yeah, okay. Here we go. I need to move my phone way the fuck away here. Uh, but anyway, so. Uh, we'll save the meat and taters for the end. Of course, I know you had your own theory about that, and well, that that's right. probably the top news in all of sports, in my opinion. Right. So uh, I just started. I just mentioned uh, we're going to start with a little bit of baseball news. Yes, baseball. Okay. So word association. Okay. Yes. All right. Vin Scully. Oh man, that's about all I got to say about that. You had me Ben Scully. Okay. So today he got presented with the second ever Lifetime Achievement Award by Baseball Digest. Really? So you know what this is, what any Lifetime Achievement Award is, no matter where it's at. It's basically to somebody that's made significant contributions to whatever they're involved in. With This would be baseball. Scully's 94 years old. He retired a few years ago, if you remember, after the 2016 yep. season. He yeah, spent 67 years broadcasting, and that goes back so far as to when the Dodgers were still playing in Brooklyn in the 50s. Right. right. Okay. So check. So peep this out. I found this today. I was just browsing ESPN Sports News tonight, and literally I, I went down here in the basement an hour and a half before we got on the phone and just hammered out a small format. But he was one of six finalists last year already when Willie Mays won the inaugural award. This year, Baseball Digest put together uh, a list of candidates that included such names as Bobby Cox, Sandy Sandy Koufax, Commissioner Bud Selig, Joe Torrey, and others. Um, Go ahead. That's a pretty nice list right there. I mean, pretty good company. Now, like I said, Scully's nine. Vin Scully's ninety-four years of age. He's still in fairly decent health. Uh, he put out a press release and was saying, "Quote: Any award that's already been won by Willie Mays, who was certainly one of my favorite players and one whom I had so much respect for, is an honor. It's an honor to have my name linked with his in some way. I am honored." delighted and surprised that I turned out to be the second ever winner of Baseball Digest Lifetime Achievement Award, and I'm proud and humble of it. End quote. Uh, now, one other thing, just to kind of give a, you know, there's certain names in baseball when you think of them and you think of announcing, you know, Harry Carey. Yeah. But when I think of baseball, I'm Vin Scully. Welcome to Dodger Baseball. Yep, yep. So, uh, 
He received the Presidential Medal of Freedom in 2016, and he won the National Baseball Hall of Fame's uh, Ford Frick Award for Broadcasting Excellence in 82. And the most famous thing I can think of is, uh, of course, I wasn't a lot, or I was alive. It was uh, the year after I was born, 1988. Kurt's famous thing ever, Kurt Gibson. <laughs> yep. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but anyways, I just I thought I thought that's I'd, pretty cool. I thought I'd bang it out right out of the gate right there. I figured you'd get a hell of a kick out of a little bit yeah. of Dodgers news. Well, yeah, uh, Vince Scully he, he deserved it. I mean, as far as I'm concerned. Well, I mean, and, and like I said, you know, when I think of the Dodgers, like, yeah, you think of great players and great teams and everything. But if I'm being honest, when I think Dodgers, I think Vince Scully first. Right. And for yeah. an announcer to have that distinction that he's the first person you think of? That's pretty impressive. Uh anyways. I think I think Tom was sort of but Oh, you would, yeah, I mean, you Homer. <laughs> what is your fascination with Tommy Lasorda? What is the deal? I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I swear to God, of, if it ain't the if it ain't the Steelers, it's the Dodgers with you. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I got some other news here that I just think is kind of interesting because of the numbers that I crunched with this. The uh, Lerner family, who have owned the Washington Nationals since 2006, is exploring the possibility of selling the franchise. Manager Dave Martinez said before the team's game in Atlanta this week, that Mark Lerner had called him Monday morning to deliver the news. Lerner has taken over a lead role with the team from his father, and although the family has said in recent years they would never sell the team, now it's um, it's a possibility. The reason I brought this up is because uh, Forbes has valued the team at over $2 billion, and that's pretty, pretty impressive because... Uh, Steve Cohen, and I know you don't know who Steve Cohen is. Uh-uh. Steve Cohen's a rich guy. He's an he's an investor. He's a hedge fund manager. He's the guy that bought the Mets two years ago for $2.4 billion. Okay. The Lerner yeah. family bought the Nationals from Major League Baseball for $450 million years ago. And, of course, you know they won their first World Series right. uh, a few years ago. I think it was right. 20, what, 2018, 20, 2019, yep. 2019. Yep. So, I mean, just a little baseball news. And then, of course, uh, you know, the season opened last week and the return of Sunday night baseball in prime time. And, uh, of course, you know, baseball coming back, but baseball's big nights has always been Sunday night baseball on ESPN. right. right. And if you're opening the season, what better way to open it than with the greatest rivalry in sports history? Dodgers Giants? No. <laughs> it don't matter what sport it is, and it don't matter if it's college or pro. The greatest rivalry in sports is always Boston versus New York. Yep. Yep. And that's Yankees, Red Sox, and uh, the Sox beat them four to three. Good. Good. Yes. Um, how you feels looking this year? Right now we're sitting at three and one. I mean, what kind of moves they making all season? So Castellanos, they signed Castellanos, which was funny. Now, see the episode where you were uh, 
you had something come up and I was like, fuck it. I went ahead and rolled the tape without you like two weeks right. ago. Right. I brought that up. So what was funny about that was Bryce Harper had just went on public record as saying like a week or two beforehand that he thought Philadelphia needed to add another big bat to the rotation. And I'm thinking, you know, whatever. So, 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 here, so here's the deal with that sidebar. So I haven't talked a lot about the Phillies the last few years because there's not been a lot to talk about. Well, then when we got when we hit the lotto, the Bryce Harper lotto, who was the hottest free agent in the league that year, I'm like, I didn't clamor about it much because I'm like, hey, it's this is still my team. We've been really bad since like the early 2010s. Like or I shouldn't right. say really bad, but we've not been in any contention or whatever. Oh, so then. I didn't talk about it much. Harper comes in. It's like, hey, hey, we're still kind of doing the same thing. Harper's like, we need to add a big bat. And I'm rolling my eyes like, okay, yeah, whatever. And then like a week later, Castellano signs, which I believe his last stop was with the Reds. So uh, there's there's possibility. And, you know, I'm a Joe Girardi guy. I hate to say that. I hated him. I hated him when he was – with the Yankees, especially the uh, 2009 World Series, which, by the way, Kurt's an asshole. We, <laughs> we covered that episode back in the fall. Uh, check our archives for it as he made me relive the, the tragedy <laughs> of my Phillies' uh, unsuccessful <laughs> attempt at repeating. They should have repeated that year. Really should have. You know what, man? I, I hate to say it, but they had a good rotation that year. Yes. Uh, New York Cole did. Hamels. No, no. We yeah, we had a great rotation. Cliff Lee. Cliff Lee. Uh, we we had a great rotation, but New York was just able to piece it all together. CC Sabathia, Andy yeah. Pettit was still pitching lights out. Uh, I believe you had AJ Burnett still on yes. staff that year. Yep. yep. Uh, and then of course you know you, you look at the bats who was batting for that 2009 Yankees team. Oh, you know, boy. Jeter, Rodriguez, Teixeira, Nick Swisher. Another version of Murder's Row. Uh, but Murder's Row on steroids. Murder's Row on steroids. What about uh, was Matt Sui? Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, remember the, the episode prior to that? We did the 2004 ALCS. Yeah, yep. And I said if they gave... ALCS MVPs to the losing team, it would have went to Hideki Matsui. Oh, yeah. I had an awesome playoff. Um, but I'm glad baseball's back. I'm playing in two fantasy baseball leagues this year. Now, this is the first time I've played fantasy baseball in about 10 years because I got out of it just because uh, it's just it's 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 like the hockey that I'm playing now. I forgot. You know, fantasy football is the easiest one. You can literally set your lineup once a week and leave it alone. Right. But with like hockey and baseball and and NBA, you have to check lineups every day. And it every day, yeah. And it and it's hard. And uh um I never have won a fantasy baseball championship. I've finished second twice. And I take pride in that. It's tough to do. I've never tried it. I'll try it this year. There's there's couple different type of leagues you can do there's those rotisserie leagues where you just add up points in all categories and then at the end of the season or you can go head to head which is what you basically do in nfl fantasy football you go head to head 
But uh, and I'm you know I'm focused on my fantasy hockey. We're in the second week of the playoffs, and your boy is the number one seed in the other conference. So kicking ass and taking names. Who's the number one seed? Me. Oh yeah. In my fantasy uh, hockey league, yeah. Oh okay, all right, right on. Which uh, we'll, we'll get to some hockey later. Okay, cool. You're uh, yeah. we got I got I got a shit all over your penguins later. <laughs> oh. Yeah. If Ganey Melkin uh, got himself in trouble. He did. Four-game suspension. Well, fuck it. I guess we'll go ahead and hit it now. He got a four-game suspension for a cross-check against my Preds. Ooh. Slashed the guy in the face with his hockey stick, cross-checked the ever-loving fuck out of him. Bloody and everything. Uh well, you know, it's it's uh, hockey's a heated yeah. sport. Right, Tempers right, are going to flare. Right, right. There was some pushing and shoving, and then after the pushing and shoving were done, Melkin just said, "Um, fuck you," and slashed him with a stick right across the face. Yeah, don't. Yeah, that's uncalled for. I mean, I'm sure he'll get a big fine out of that. Uh, well, yeah, he he, he had a fine. Uh, let me skip down in my notes here. Let me skip down here a little bit. I uh. We got, like I said, we ain't got a lot to talk about, but what we do have, there's quite a bit. Right. Let me skip down here. Uh, okay, here we go, son. So he'll miss uh, the next four games. Uh, he will have to attend a. I don't know. He'll have to, you know. There'll, there'll be right. some disciplinary actions. Um, he and, knows better too. Oh yeah, and he cost himself some cheddar with that four-game suspension. Uh, that is without pay from the team in the league. And, and it's playoff time, right? It's it's getting very close. Very close. Um, uh, so they, the head coach of the Pens, Sullivan, yeah, said it's physical and sometimes stuff happens. It was a physical game, especially at the nets in front of those areas where that took place. Obviously, we don't want our best players in the penalty box, but these guys are competitive and they push back. We prefer they be on the ice. They give us a better chance when they're on the ice. But one of the things we love is how competitive he is. So when you get an emotional game like we had today, those things happen. Now, um, this is his second suspension since 2019. He's been fined three times. And this suspension right here is going to cost him $190,000 in salary. And he will be able to return to the team April 23rd. Uh, the Pens have now lost seven of their last ten going back to this coming down today. They are in danger of falling out of third place in the Metropolitan Division and into the Eastern Conference Wild Card spot. Ooh. We ain't got no goalie. Our but, goalie suck. Man. But uh, he's uh, he's the the thirty five year old Russian's done pretty good. He um, or semi. He missed the first thirty four games of this season. He was rehabbing a knee injury, if you remember. Right. He's uh, he's got seventeen goals with twenty assists in thirty seven games so far. So that's pretty good numbers, really. That's that's not bad numbers. I mean, I always liked him. Any, I mean, I thought he was pretty smooth, but and he was kind of the. Maybe that. not really an enforcer, but he was a bigger guy out there, I guess. Yeah, he wasn't afraid. To, he wasn't afraid to throw down. I always put it that way. I mean, he wasn't afraid to mix it up for sure. Okay, I got something I want to talk about. All right, 
I got two things about boxing I want to talk about. Boxing. And I want to talk female boxing. Female boxing, okay. Okay, because because this is finally happening. This is not a drill. And uh, I don't know how much you know. You, you kind of lean on me for more about the female boxing. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I want, I'm going to use an example, and it's going to tie in later. Uh, me and you didn't know each other in 2015, 2016, 2017, wherever the fuck it was. Me and you didn't know each other. But Mayweather Pacquiao. Okay. The fight that we all thought we would never get, and we finally got it, right? Right. And it changed history, right? Right. Okay. We are getting the female version of Mayweather Pacquiao April 30th, which is like two weeks away. Okay. Katie Taylor and Amanda Soriano, Madison Square Garden, it's going down. See, I don't even know who this is. Yeah, I know, you know. I know, I know, I know, I know. I know you don't. That's, that's, that's cool. I mean, I, you, know, you can I'm see how you can saw, see how excited I am. Okay. Right. Oh yeah. What, what you have right now is Katie Taylor is ESPN's ranked and in the world number one pound for pound fighter. Seriano is ranked number two. The last time in boxing, male or female, that we got a one versus two on the pound for pound list was in 2008 when Manny Pacquiao beat Juan Marquez by split decision. So this is like huge shit. This is going down. Uh, This has been a matchup that has been years in the making. Multiple contracts were signed for this fight. Something always came up. The last time we got super close, COVID fucking exploded and shut it all down. Uh, social media has played a part in this thing, continuing to brew and brew and brew. And the hype surrounding this has led to a phenomenal fucking payday for these women. Uh, boxing paydays are, are, are big, obviously. Hey, you know, gender equality, whatever you will, the women don't get paid as much as the men get paid in any sport. Right. But, but, these women are looking at high seven-figure paydays apiece. Really? Yeah. So, and, uh, well, who's the favorite? Who's the failure? Yeah. Who's the favorite? Katie Taylor. Okay. Um. So, who do I want to see win? Amanda yeah. Sariano. Who's the, okay? Who's the current champion? And who's the challenger? Is that been set? Yeah, a set stone or anything? Well. Uh, is, is that what this fight's here for? Yes. You got two contenders to go for the... Okay. Um, I don't know if I've ever even seen any women boxing. Man, it's all... You know, like the the UFC women thing's blowing up, but women's boxing is really blowing up too, which we... I'm pretty sure we had the women boxing before we had women in UFC. Right, right. Because the UFC was the last of the mixed martial arts to bring females into the realm. You know, you had like, uh, you know, you had like world extreme cage fighting or wherever the fuck it was. Right, you had all right. these off-filter MMA sank, uh, bodies. Uh, but anyways, um, it, it it's coming. I got a little more news in there about it, and I just lost my place. If you just give me... A second, I'm getting excited. I'm getting a sports chubby. 
I just said that. Not. It has nothing to do with the fact that it's women. It's sports. That's that's a real thing. A sports yeah, a sports yeah. boner. A sports yeah, boner. I've maybe had a couple of it myself. <laughs> a sports boner. That's a real thing. Yes. It's not. It's not a chubby because they're women. I mean, I. I. I mean, I'm gonna get it, a. He's excited. I'm mean, gonna get a sports chubby later on when we talk about. Um. You know, Cam Newton getting in trouble again. Really? Yeah. Don't beat me to it, though. Okay. 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 I. I, I haven't heard anything about it. Well, Cam Newton's an idiot. He's a douche. That's all I need to say. I agree. Okay, anyways, continuing to move on to this. So, yeah, the, this fight had been set between these two ladies. This fight had been set uh, on March 6, 2020, which COVID was really starting to kick in gear. Of course, we all know that even though this was agreed in March 6, 2020, that the fight was going to take place in May, three weeks later is when COVID finally exploded. Had it not, it was already growing. So then, you know... The fight gets postponed. They try to set another date. The fight is postponed. Um, but anyways, uh, the purse, it's just, it's, it's, it's coming because it's, this is literally in the female world. This is the equivalent of Mayweather versus Pacquiao, which we all wanted. Everybody wanted to see it. I used to talk about for years, Pacquiao would fucking kill Mayweather. And unfortunately that didn't happen. Right. Uh, because Mayweather spent half the fucking fight hugging and jabbing <laughs> him away from him because Mayweather was afraid he'd get his lights knocked out. Well, he would have got his lights knocked out. I'm telling you right now, I... Oh, God, yes. But anyways, I could go on and on about that for anybody that's listening to this, whenever the fuck you want to... Whenever you hear it, if you see how excited I am, just Google Katie Taylor versus Mond- Amanda Sariano. It's going to be a hell of a fight. <laughs> It's going down Saturday night, April 30th, Madison Square Garden, and I will not be there to see it because I have plans with my son. I am taking my son to see some live professional wrestling. Wrestling, yes. Down near Clarksville, Tennessee, little down little Oak Grove, Kentucky. When awesome, I, dude. When I, was, when I was building that cabin, when I was working for my best friend for a few months before I met you, Mm-hmm. We did one in Clarksville, Tennessee. Clarksville, Tennessee, and Oak Grove, Kentucky is like a skipping stone throw, man. All right. But anyways, we're gonna go see front row. Got us front row tickets, two a piece. Cost me eighty bucks front row seats to see the NWA. Yes, that NWA that you remember right. seeing in your head in the eighties. Not Easy yes. and Dr. Dre. Right. The other. I know what you're talking. I know what you're talking about. Okay. Now. That's going to be so I'm going to miss this fight. But now I got one other piece of boxing thing that I'm really excited about, and you will know about this. Okay. We're getting closer to Gennady Golovkin versus Canelo Alvarez part three. I know you do know about that. Triple G versus Canelo Alvarez. Right, right, yeah. Okay, so uh, fun fact, I brought up the last episode I did without you. I brought up how there was a, a fight coming up. Uh, pretty soon between Glovkin and Ryota uh, Murata in Japan. And that took place over the weekend. Uh, anyways, uh, Glovkin beat Murata. Uh, probably an early candidate for fight of the year so far from what I've seen highlights. Uh, right now, Glovkin's 42-1-1 with 37 knockouts. He buckled him uh 
and round nine. Da 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 da. This was uh, he. Canel uh, Triple G collected another belt, which was Murata's WBA WBA title at 160 pounds. This is pretty much means we're now moving towards a Canelo Alvarez Triple G Part Three, and they're already predicting that this one will do upwards of over 60 million dollars at the gate. Or Boxing is making a comeback. Boxing is starting to make a comeback, which, um, as we've talked about, it's all it's all about professional wrestling, at least with WWE, or it's all UFC. Boxing has kind of been an afterthought the last 10 or 15 years, maybe 20. 20 years ago is when we had Tyson versus Lennox right. Lewis in right. Memphis, the only boxing pay-per-view we ever bought when I was a kid. Uh, but we're, we're, we're starting to move towards this. This this. Part three is set for September 17th. Uh, so it was supposed to be set earlier, and then they couldn't agree. Um, these two fought for the first time in September of 2017 to a draw, which at that time I had my money. I, I didn't legally bet on this, although you know sports betting was allowed, but my, right. you know, just a phrase. My money at the time was on Canelo Alvarez. They drew, they went to a draw. The second fight took place in September of 2018. Uh, Canelo Alvarez um, beat him, outpointed him. I don't remember what the score was. So now they're setting up for part three. Uh, who knows what happens here? But essentially, this is. Probably two of boxing's top ten stars across, and you know how many different weight classes there is in professional boxing. Right, right. right. Uh, so, anyways, um, Glovkin's going to try to to put this thing behind him. The first two bouts each generated more than a million pay per view buys, and with more than, like I said, they're they're talking upwards of fifty, sixty, seventy million dollars. Gate easy, which means these boys are gonna get paid, paid, paid. Paid. So, okay, that's all the boxing I got. You just, I had to get that up. But, well, I mean, hold up, hold up. I'm really excited because we haven't done this together in a while. Right. And I haven't been to your house in forever. Yeah, I know. To record. And for the last month and a half, two months, I've been working on this, what I'm calling our masterpiece episode, which is really fucking hard. Um, And I'm going to try to get more work done on that this week because you and I are going to try to record Monday. Yes. Since we'll be off from work, we'll get our good Friday paid on Monday. Right. Uh, But I'm, 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 you know. Wait, uh, wait. Boxing, you know, you you just we need to do another boxing episode. Yes, I agree. Tyson versus uh, Ali, man, that was fun. You were Team Tyson, was. I was Team Ali, yes, and it was fun. You was Team Tyson, I was Team Ali, and uh, that, I mean, we had fun that week at work too. Remember? Oh God, Taking we pulled. This is no shit. For those of you that are new to the podcast and still have not listened to every episode. Go back into our archives. You can find us on Google Podcasts. You can go to our Podbean page. We don't have a fancy website set up yet, but we have a we have a what I call a uh, Walmart brand website that's hosted on our Podbean page. But uh, we 
you know, that was our first What If special. That was like episode 8, 9, 10, 11, something like that. Uh, one of our earliest episodes, we did What If, our first yeah. What If, Tyson yeah. versus Ali. And that week at work, we we polled probably 50 yes. or 60 people. And it was it was closer than... It was closer than... It was almost yeah. dead even. Yep. And then it came down to, it was me and Kurt's show, and we had to pick and choose. And I told Kurt that... I was more beautiful than him, so we were picking Ali as the winner. Well, Kurt picked Tyson. Right. That, that would still be an awesome matchup. I mean, I, I... Honestly, if we could sit there and watch, and you got to think, you know, what era are we watching? And, and in our mind, we picked like, I think it was like 64 to like 67 Ali. Yeah. Right before yeah. Vietnam. And then we picked like, the Tyson that won his first thirty something fights before he lost right. to Buster Douglas. Right. Tyson if, and, and this is and and I stand by this and I'm gonna I'm gonna die right here on the air with you on this hill. If it made it past if Tyson couldn't knock him out by round five, yeah. All he would have got him. Yeah, we ended up agreeing on that. Yeah, sure. Uh yeah. If it uh, went past round five and they were still in it, Ali was going to eat him up. Yeah, because uh, he would have gotten his head there, too, if it went past five rounds, for sure. Ali, was, he had that something. Yeah, he had that way about him. Yeah. Getting yeah. people's heads, yeah, for sure. Oh, hell yeah, bro. Completely agree. Hell yeah. Uh, I got some Washington Redskins news for Oh, oh, oh I'm sorry. Oh, oh. The Washington <laughs> commander. Okay. I will stop this episode every time I have to correct myself about that. You had three years. Come up with a name. Three years to come up with a name. And you pick the commanders. I like watch your football team better than I do. I really do. I do. Uh, (laughs) The Washington football team. Yeah. What the crap? You had three years to come up with a name, and that's what you pick. Like, what the hell are you doing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyways, uh, the command, the Washington Commanders are in some serious, serious shit. Like, legal up shit's Creek shit. Oh, really? Uh, with the Federal Trade Commission, you know, the FTC and right. the House Oversight and Reform Committee. Oh, yeah. So, apparently, they failed to refund... Security deposits, they concealed revenue, and they kept two sets of financial books. The ones they had to turn in legally and that were falsified, and another set of book records that they turn into Washington Commander's owner Dan Snyder. Are you laughing? Yeah, you started to say, Yeah, 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 it's a have. I'm sorry, like, I. Well, I Maybe it's not offensive either. to me, but it's offensive to other people. But I mean, you're older than me, but I was born in 1987, and until you know 2018, 2019, whatever, I grew up with the history of Doug Williams, Mark Ripon, and Joe Theismann as the Washington Redskins. Yes. So, yes. what the oh, hell are you eating? Uh, I'm a. Oh. I'm a. Making a salad. Oh, really? Yeah. What kind of salad? Well, a good salad, you know. <laughs> but the only kind of salad. <laughs> 
Kurt. That's the only kind of salad you'll see me eat. Kurt. Yes. I fucking love you, bro. <laughs> I don't, brother. So, so, <laughs> I don't... <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say it. I mean, but anybody listening knows what the fuck's going on on the other well, end of the phone right now. I mean, I'm not really trying to hide it either. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I mean, Snoop Dogg's coming over later. Exactly. Yeah. We're going to hang for a Did while. you know? I a didn't. Shizzle. Okay. Did you know? Sidebar, because I'm excited because we're podcast. Did you know? Sidebar. That Snoop Dogg has two people he puts on his payroll. Two people, full time, sixty thousand dollars a year. You know what their job is? Uh, probably. Uh, you you know well, where I'm going with this? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Their job is to go out and buy his weed and roll his joints. Yep. Can you now think about this? Can you imagine being the guy that's got to go buy the weed for Snoop Dogg? Because you know. If you come back with some like red net yeah. grown in the dirt shit, yeah, yeah, you're fired. fired. You're fired. Yes, fired. fired. <laughs> the cat in the exactly. hat, man. Fired. Yeah. This is Mr. Hummerflube. <laughs> cat in the hat reference for those of you people that didn't get it. Man, this- I want to apply for that job, huh? <laughs> being a joint roller for Snoop Dogg. Well, yeah. What's up, what's up nephew? The shizzle. I mean, I ain't ever smoked it, but for sixty grand a year and to get a hangout with Snoop, I'll fucking roll joints. I don't care. That, that'd be a pretty awesome gig, I think. All right, we're losing focus here. Yeah. Getting back to the Washington Red Football Club uh, Commanders. Yeah, uh, Commanders, yes. So I didn't go. I don't want to read all this, but apparently they're in some deep shit. As apparently they've hidden and refused to give back almost like six million dollars from like two thousand fans slash customers, and apparently members of Congress are involved. ESPN's Uh got wind of the story, Uh, Uh and I don't want to read all the quotes like. Because I put a, I I literally copy and pasted this entire article, this part here from ESPN, because I thought it was cool. But I guess apparently, uh, according to the House Representatives Committee, the team has maintained two books: one that was shared with the NFL with underreported ticket revenue, and another that included the accurate revenue and was shown only to owner Dan Snyder. Which means to me. If somebody's found out about this, somebody probably snitched. The Washington Commanders have denied the allegations. And uh, a spokesperson for the team come out and said, quote, the team categorically denies any suggestion of financial improprietary of any kind at any time. We adhere to strict internal processes that are consistent with industry and accounting standards or an audited annually by globally respected independent auditing firm. And we are also subject to regular audits by the NFL. We will continue to fully cooperate with the committee's work. We find this to be of utmost importance. But anyways, uh, and it goes on and it's going, it's, it's a huge blown investigation right now, which it's not what, not a lot of words got out because not a lot of people know the places to look or they don't care or whatever. But they're in some shit about not giving back, uh, you know, t- 
tickets after the lease of FedEx Field's name change and club premium seats and deposits and all sorts. There's like $6 million that's not matching up. Hmm. And now they've been caught with their hand in the proverbial cookie jar. And now everybody's playing a Scooby-Doo. You know, I figured since, you know, you were doing a shaggy. Okay, okay, timeout. Like Zucks. Timeout. Scooby-Doo was popular when you were growing up. Oh, yeah. Scooby-Doo was in reruns, and they would make newer series, but it wasn't like the original that I seen growing up. The ones I seen growing up a lot of were the reruns from when you were a kid. Oh yeah. That's Can we not McCoy. talk about how I'm pretty sure Shaggy was Shaggy was baked all the time. They were always hungry. Okay, that's the first clue, right? Right. I mean, well yeah. They they were definitely baked. They're always seeing shit. Yes. Hearing shit. Yes. And I just did a Scooby Doo reference about the Redskins or the excuse me, the Washington Commander Football Club. Yeah. Team um, team guys. Yeah. Um and I just threw the Shaggy reference out because you're Kurt Kelly and that's you know Well yeah, I mean anybody can go back and look at the old episodes and pretty much you could clue in on what they were doing. Right. I'm pretty sure Shaggy was a pothead. Oh, we're lost in a fog. And hey, you rang? <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> at any rate, uh, if, any, if anybody listening wants to know more about this, I suggest you take it, uh, check it out. Um, you can find articles all over USA Today and, and all the other. I mean, ESPN's got a good write-up. It, it's, it's interesting as shit. You got to wonder how many Commander fans are really out there now, you know? Huh. You know, I... Mean, I, I Mark Rippin, man. Oh yeah, Doug Williams. Red yes. the uh, oh. the red. Uh, damn the Art, the commanders. Art Monk. Fo- Art Monk. Art Monk. Uh, yes. What the Don hell? Did, what do the hell do they call oh. that offensive line? The Hogs. The Hogs. Yes. The Hogs. Russ yeah, Grimm. Keith, Keith. Russ Grimm. Keith Bostic. Uh, yeah. There you go. Okay. Russ yeah. Grimm played on that offensive line. Yes. But to my generation that grew up, you know, 20, 15, 20 years ago and stuff, Russ Grimm was, was the assistant was, line coach yes, for yes. the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes. Yes. So, but anyways, you guys want to know more about that, I would suggest checking that out. It is, uh, it is, it is an interesting read. I sat here and read the whole thing, and I'm like, these guys are like, Literally, it's the equivalent of money laundering without money laundering. But yes, uh, I just had I just had a thought on that name of their team. Okay, if you're going to change it to Commanders, why not change your first name? That would be like the DC Commanders. That sounds a lot better. The DC uh, Commanders. This yeah, ain't fucking what? Marvel Comics, bro. <laughs> Come on, man. Oh my God. I need a smoke. I need a cigarette. Not you keep your smoke and I'll take right my on. smoke. Um damn it. But yeah, it dude, it is a multi-page read, but honestly, it is still sports related, although it's more about the business side of things. But basically, the NFL's really disappointed in the Washington Football Club team guys. And you know, 
There's there yeah. could be upwards of like ten million dollars in fines and. Yeah. Yeah. I would I would suffice to say if this is if this has got more legs on it down the road there could be like uh you know right the losing of draft picks and shit which is kind of shitty for the players and the coaches who do no wrong this is just the management side of the team the business side but anyways how would you like to own a set of five million dollar Tiger Woods clubs? Uh, yeah, that'd be all right. So, Tiger Woods clubs that he used to win four majors in a row, which, for those of you who don't remember, or those of you whose memory is good, yes, that would be the 2000-2001 season. The irons he used to win those four majors just sold for a record-breaking $5 million. That's a lot of scratch, folks. <laughs> For a set of irons. So apparently, Golden Age auctions, and this was authenticated, it was verified. The people that are in charge of the auction took polygraph tests, fucking lie detector tests. Don't even get me started. Uh-huh. Uh, <coughs> swing and a miss. Yeah. I'm a free man. Swing and a miss. Swing and a miss. Anyways, yeah, uh, so I guess they sold at auction over the weekend for like $5.1 million. It was, um, they had been sitting in the hands of a private collector named Todd Brock from Houston. And he had said, it was kind of like just looking at a famous Van Gogh, a rim painting in his office. Right. Not a lot of people were getting to see it. He bought them at an auction in 2010 for only 57000 what? They're Titleist T six eighty one irons. He bought them for fifty seven thousand, and they sold at auction to the new I guy wonder, for five point one million dollars. I wonder what he reserved them at. You know, I he probably had a reserve know. on. Uh, well, well, you get two guys with a lot of money, they'd be fighting over something like that. You know, well, they were pretty iconic and, clubs, really. And these were authenticated by Titleist Vice President of Player operations steve malta or steve matta however so they were real they were verified they were authentic uh of course anything with tiger's name attached to its money uh last year one of his backup a backup a rarely used backup (laughs) scotty cameron putter sold for just under 400 grand what scotty cameron putters man that's quality well, yeah, absolutely. Do you want to talk about the Masters? Uh, yeah, let's touch on it. I didn't, put, I, I, didn't, I didn't put a lot of notes in here, but I will give you a hot take in just a second. Right on. Um, If I can scroll down here. I, I, I didn't use up our normal... I didn't use our normal app. I pulled up the cheater app. Right. I can't do this shit left-handed, dog. <laughs> So, Scotty Scheffler won the Masters over the weekend. He's won three of his last five tournaments. He's reached number one in the world. Uh, he got a roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adam Sweet with a... Adam Sweet with a hot take yes. over the weekend text, and he also backed it up to me yesterday morning during stretching. <coughs> Said, this cat's going to win another major yet this year. Uh, yeah, I'd say... Uh, I was pulling. I was pulling for Roy. 
I was pulling for, for Rory. Right. Uh, you know, he's he's only missing the uh, Masters for his career Grand Slam. Uh, but for the past, I don't know, two months or so, Scheffler's been on it. Um, That's a beast of a course, too, really. The Masters? Holy, yes, holy crap, Augusta. Yeah, it is. Um, it is, for sure. Rory finished second, and of course, uh, Cameron Smith uh, finished somewhere in the top five as well. Him, okay, Cameron Smith and um, Scotty Scheffler are kind of like <coughs> the two young studs on tour right now. The last, I don't know, little bit here, I know we're only in April. There's not really been any two players that have been hotter than these young studs. That's what Adam basically. They're they're just young bucks. They're out there strutting. Right. All right. But um, let me see here. Scheffler joins a rare class as the only players to win a major in their debuts at number one in the world with only like two other guys. Uh, he won the Phoenix Open on a playoff at Super Bowl Sunday. He followed that with a comeback win at Bay Hill to win the Arnold Palmer. He rose to number one in the world by winning the match play two weeks ago in Texas. And now this. He finished 10 under with a 278, winning $2.7 million. So in his past six starts, he's won damn near $9 million. He was listed as a 40-1 to long shot to win the Masters. He went off at 18 to 1 at Caesar Sportsbook. He began round 4 as a 225 favorite. So and you know just like 2 months ago nobody was talking about this kid. Right? So yeah. I mean how old guy is he? In his early 20s. I didn't look. I didn't look. Yeah. He ain't been on tour but a year or two at the most, I think. Maybe not even right. that. I don't know. Uh, but anyways, that's that's, that's about all I got on golf. Tiger didn't do right. that good at the Masters, but he, at least but at least he was playing. Let's yes. let's let's mean you let's mean you hold the show up a minute. Let's talk about that. Tiger, yeah. Tiger was out here playing at the Masters. Yes. And what was it? A year and a half ago. He fucked his leg up so bad in a car wreck. They were talking about yes. amputating his legs. Yes. It's and he's out incredible. here playing in the Masters. And he made the cut, right? And he made the cut. I mean, I, I was, I'll be honest with you. I was really pulling for him. I mean, I, despite what all he's been through and whatever, you know, he's done or what have you. I, he's what? We said it before, right? Mount Rushmore. He is. Tiger is Mount Rushmore. Rushmore, Yes. I don't know. I mean, I don't. He's definitely on there. I don't know if he's the one you carve it out of. I don't know. I'm carving it out of him. But he's up there, and and like we said, you know, we did our fourth episode was the Tiger Woods episode. I mean, his 2019 Masters comeback. I don't care. You know, you yeah, that guy put money on Tiger to win the Masters, and he won a million dollars after betting like whatever he bet. But nobody, nobody. Three years ago, Saul Tiger went in the Masters. Nobody. Right. Yeah, nobody. Yeah, that was like, poof. And then this guy just keeps, he keeps, 
defying the odds here because here a year and a half ago he's laying in a fucking hospital bed outside of Los Angeles, California, and they're talking about amputating his fucking legs. Yes. Because okay. of how bad of a car wreck he was in. And now Pretty he's crazy. playing he was playing on Masters Week in 2022. Yes, that's impressive. I mean, I don't I just want to let that sink in. Moving on. Yes. Let's talk about Cam Newton. Okay, yeah. Cam Newton's in hot water again. No. Because for the second time in like five, six years, he opened his mouth making um not um it's not racist. What am I th- sexist? Uh-oh. Sexist comments against females. Uh-oh. So the 32-year-old free agent quarterback was on the uh, Million Dollars Worth of Game podcast released on Monday, and I don't know who the fuck Million Dollar Game Worth podcast is. Don't care. Ain't going to look it up. But he ran his mouth and opened his mouth about women who con- who can't cook and don't know when to be quiet. Oh, boy. And I have a quote. Cam said, now, now a woman, for me, is handling your own, but knowing how to cater to a man's needs. I think a lot of times when you get that aesthetic of like, I'm a boss bitch, and I'm this, and I'm that, Cam would say, no, baby, you're not that. You can't even cook. You don't even know how to be quiet. Oh, no. So, oh. you're laughing right now, aren't you? Do what? You're laughing right now, aren't you? Oh, absolutely. We're not laughing dude. at you, ladies. No, no. But. Uh, holy crap. Who is so he? So, if five years ago, six years ago, whatever it was. He said what? He, he, <laughs> he, uh, he got in hot water for those of you that don't. I remember. I remember this because he was forced to issue an apology, and his apology was very unapologetic. Uh. A female reporter for the Charlotte Observer newsletter had asked him about receivers running routes in practice, and he said, it's funny to hear a female talking about running routes. That's funny to me to hear you women talk about running routes. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, boy. So, anyways, he, 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 uh, he, he got in trouble for that a couple years ago, and I don't know if it was the urging of Goodell in the NFL or whatever, but he issued an apology days later, uh, and it was a very unapologetic apology. Uh, the NFL has not been reached for comment about this yet, this new one, so. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Cam, Cam, Cam. He just puts his foot in his fucking mouth. I mean. Yeah, his mouth is running in front of his brain, definitely. What is the deal with these athletes these days? What's what's the deal? I don't know. They like a. I mean, I I get it. I get it. Look, we don't get political here, and I'm not trying to make it. But I gotta I I gotta start this by saying we're living in different times. Yes. I'm guilty of saying shit. I've I've said the word Redskins a fucking hundred times because I'm in a habit of saying. Redskins instead of commanders. But we're living in different times. You cannot say 
things that you used to say. I have a beef with this. Our boss, I don't know if you know this about our boss. He's a damn good guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. But he's also a bit sure. liberal. And liberals yeah, yeah, are a lot yeah. more susceptible to change and tolerance, whereas conservatives aren't. That's neither here nor there. But as Adam reminds me sometimes, this ain't 1995. You can't say shit like that anymore about certain things. Women are equals. They should be treated as equals, even in sports when people think women don't know shit about sports. That's not true. I know a lot of women that know a lot about sports. Kurt, I know a lot of women on the internet in all my wrestling circles on men that could tell that probably know more about wrestling than I do. And that's stretching it because you think I'm the wrestling guru. Yeah, you are the wrestling guru. Shout out getting a pro wrestling reference in every yes. episode. Shout out, yes. But Absolutely. any but these <laughs> Yeah. The, these young <laughs> athletes, these young athletes, their the foot and their fucking mouths. <laughs> All yeah. the time. And I like Cam. Cam, I don't think Cam, I loved watching Cam Newton play at Auburn. Yes, yes. But, at any rate, uh, uh, athletes yeah, I mean, are stupid. What, what a talent, yes. What a hell of a mouth. Yeah. Boy, him and Antonio Brown ought to be buddies somewhere. They probably are, dude. <laughs> Have you ever watched... <laughs> clips on the internet have you seen cam newton and the things he wears to press conferences yes he does he not look like a prima donna yes but you can't <laughs> judge a book by the cover now but uh, i mean i mean he totally wanted to make a statement what what that is i don't know <laughs> but uh what kind of statement is that son i mean yeah, everybody <laughs> see everybody sees you Okay, I mean, we all, we all know you're there, Cammy. Yeah, just go back and play some football. Do what you do best, bro. Okay, you know what I mean. I hear you. That's what you need to do. All right, moving on. Let me see how many things I got left here. Yeah, that's pretty freaking unbelievable. That I really want to cover. How many things we got left here? One, two, three, three we'll things. No, we'll leave no stone unturned. Uh, do you want to talk a little UFC MMA? Sure. This isn't nothing about a fight. This is just kind of an update. Uh, we talked about Cain Velasquez at length uh, a few weeks ago. You know, he's yes. in jail on attempted murder charges, dealing with yes. uh, you know, child uh, molestation, yeah, so, trying so. to yeah, trying to take down a chomo. Yes. Uh. So Cain finally broke his silence for the first time since you know this this whole thing happened. Uh, and I'm going to read the statement here in a second. But uh, in a statement posted to his social media, not by him because he's still, I believe, he's still being he's still held. I'm pretty sure he we said he was held without bail. Yeah. So which I mean again. Before we get into this and refresh memories and we and new listeners, because we seem to be popping up new listeners here lately. That's always good. Uh, Cain Velasquez didn't need a gun. He's a no. former world heavyweight champion and a Muay Thai kickboxer too. Uh, Velasquez could have beat this guy to death with his bare fucking hands. Yes, yes. but He's pinky. Yeah, but anyways, uh, 
He has a court date coming up. Uh, It's either tomorrow or it's next week. But anyways, it's it's in related to the attempted murder and multiple gun assault charges. Gun assault. Gun assault charges that came down back last month uh, in San Jose, California. Um, um, let me see if I put something in there to kind of. So yeah, so he's accused of target targeting Harry Gallardo who is currently facing charges of allegedly molesting one of Velasquez's young family members. Uh, for those of you that don't remember or are new listeners, Velasquez is now facing 10 offenses that can carry more than 20 years in a fucking federal penitentiary. If he's convicted, he's yes, he has been hailed without bail since February 28th, so he's still in there. Basically, uh, Cliff Notes version, Velasquez gave chase to the truck that Gallardi was riding in over 11 miles throughout Southern California. He rammed the truck and fired a 40 caliber handgun multiple times into the vehicle, which carried Gallarte and two family relatives. A bullet struck his 63-year-old stepfather in his arm and torso. Uh, Gallarte's mother, Patricia Gallarte, was also in the vehicle at the time. But um and and that's that that there, there's a whole lot more to that story a a whole hell of a lot more to that story we me and Kurt uh talked about that at length for a while in one of our first weeknight episodes but uh I'd like to read if you'll let me put I'd like yeah, to yeah. read Kane's statement that was, it was just a brief statement posted on social media he said to everyone that has expressed your support, my family, and I will never be able to thank you enough. From the bottom of our hearts and the depths of our souls, we are forever grateful for your love. Your selfless gestures and kindled words have given me strength in my darkest times. This story is complex and slowly unraveling as we speak. To the true victims of this case, may God give you the strength to come forward. Though it is most difficult to relive the pain that has happened to you in speaking the truth, justice will be served eventually and your own true healing will start. I will never stop helping or loving my community and all of you. Thank you for loving me, Kane Velasquez. Huh. So I, I, the allegations from what I can remember, uh, Glarte was accused of uh, touching young children and sexually assaulting young children. Glarte has fully admitted that he's never touched a child. The only thing he's done is he helped take a child's pants off and put them back on because they were on backwards. But while sources and eyewitnesses from around areas, wherever this was going, said they've seen multiple young children being taken to the bathroom by Glarte and all this other stuff, and I guess he just fucked with the wrong person, not realizing, hey, uh, this person, this this young child, this young, innocent child under 14 years of age uh, is related to Cain Velasquez. He could beat me to death with his bare hands. Let's go ahead and fuck with that kid. Oh, boy. Yeah. So, uh, and I, 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 uh, I know it's unpopular, and I know a lot of people are are shitting all over him for being violent. But you know what? Death, uh, death to chomos, dude. Oh, absolutely. I don't uh, care how many listeners we lose. We ain't got that many to begin with. Uh, 
death to chomos, bro. Yeah. It just don't happen. It just don't. You don't touch happen. a child. And even, right. even, even, even if you ever would lay your hands on a child, you don't do it to a child that's under 14 years of age. You don't do it to a child that's under 10. I, yeah, you just, just don't so, do it, period. So many things, there's just so many things that, it, and they're all. I just, I just, (laughs) you know what? I really wish he would have got, he would have pulled in front of their vehicle, slammed on the brakes, stopped, got out, drug him out the car. Yeah. Right there on the, along the freeway in front of God, the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, the cows, the birds, the truck drivers, everybody. I don't give two shits. Death to Chomos. Back in the day, there was an eye for an eye. You know. you know what would you know what would root away some of the evil in this world? Here's a hot take for you. Yeah, right on. Bring back public executions. Bring yeah, back. That might, might make you guys think about. Uh, bring back stuff. hanging in the middle of Times Square in the middle of like town. Put on public castration for male there chomos. Yes. Oh man, I can't believe I'm saying that. And We're gonna lose listeners for sure. And shove them up there. <laughs> Yes. We could stay on this forever, but I'm just, I'm, you know, this just pisses me off that. There's, well, yeah, me too. There's a lot of sick shit out there. This, this now, this dude, Galarte, he's out on bail right now. Oh, yeah. He, sure. he, the, the charges are pending against him in this investigation. He's out on bail. He has to be, yeah. he has to wear an ankle bracelet. He has a, essentially, equivocally, home detention. He can't be within 100 yards of a child under 14. But now, Velazquez, for wanting to beat this motherfucker's ass and yeah. almost hurting two innocent people at a time, he's being held without bail. This is a man that is worth millions of dollars. This is a multi-time world champion, a certified badass, a multi-millionaire. He's locked up being held without bail. It is don't up. He's got enough money he could pay his own bail and walk right out. But anyways, it's mind-boggling. We 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 got to roll, or I'm gonna be getting pissed. I got two things left oh, to talk yeah. about. My blood pressure's up, bro. <laughs> I love you, dude. I mean, right on. I mean, oh. don't make sense. You want to talk a little Lakers? L.A. Lakers or Minnesota Lakers or... Hey, show some respect. Put some respect on it. This is the Los Angeles Lakers. Remember, you finally outed me to the whole world. You outed me to the whole world that I'm a Lakers fan. I was a closet Lakers. I'm still a Pacers fan. Wait, isn't that Ralphie a Lakers fan? But yes. Yeah. Oh, fuck you. (laughs) No, hey, if you like the Lakers and you you stick to your game, I can't disrespect that. They fired they fired Frank Vogel yesterday. Really? And I'm kind of pissy about this. Who, who's his replacement? Well, we don't know yet. Rob Plinkins is an oh. idiot. Uh but they Ooh. fired they fired the GM, Rob Plinka. They 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 fired Vogel and essentially he's becoming the fall guy. Oh. Yeah. So, see, he was under contract through next year yet, but almost 
nothing seems to have gone right the past couple seasons for the rosters that they've put together. Uh, you know, Rob Palenka, the general manager and the vice president of basketball operations, uh, the Bus family, you know, Jeannie Bus, the right. daughter of, of, you know. Okay. Uh, so Vogel's been the coach. He went 127 and 98 in his three seasons for the team. Okay. Okay. But they let him go. And it, and it's pissing me off because I think he's going to be the fall guy. And that really pisses me off because I like Vogel when he was coaching the Pacers. Um, I thought a lot of, of, of Frank Vogel. Uh, but anyways, Palenka, uh, he, he wouldn't speak on why him and uh, Jeannie Buss fired him. They, they gave like the most vaguest of vague statements. Listen to this, and I put quotes in here. Today is not going to be a day of finger-pointing and unwinding for all the specific reasons. Today is not going to be a day of finger pointing. Like, you do. Shut the fuck up. He said, he continues, we just felt organizationally at the highest level it was time for a new voice. That's not to say anything against the incredible accomplishments that Frank Vogel has had. He was a great coach here, and he's going to be a great coach elsewhere. That is like the most basic-ass bitch blanket statement. It's pretty, uh, yeah. They're going to let Vogel take the fall guy for what's going on. Yeah. It's, All right, you want you you want you want to get to something better? You 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 want you want me to go into this a little more? Yeah, so, yeah. he he said he said that um they would like to have a coach in place before the draft in June, but that they will be thorough and methodical before deciding who will be the next coach of the Lakers. Who's going to be the next coach of the Lakers? The coach is already in the locker room. LeBron James runs that team. Right. Right. Absolutely. But uh anyways, the Lakers missed the playoffs now. They fall they failed to qualify for the play-in. They f- so uh Rob Plinka said that they were disappointing this season at every level. Uh, in the face of disappointment, our fans expect more, and that's in every part of it. It starts with the front office. Well, motherfucker, does it start with you? <laughs> the only common denominator for the last uh, few years, going back to Mitch Kupchak even, besides before you replaced him, it's you. You're the common denominator in all this. You put together a super team with LeBron, with AD, with Westbrook, with Carmelo, who Still does not have his ring. <laughs> He's getting excited, folks. God, Adam Sweet rides my ass about that. He thinks Carmelo's overrated. I fucking love Carmelo. Carmelo is one of my top ten favorite players of all time. And Adam, Adam Sweet hoop. has the nerve to tell me that Carmelo is overrated. I would, man, I hate Adam, I'm sorry, but I have to disagree. Yep. Thank you, Kurt. Thank you for backing me up. We'll go to work tomorrow and tell our boss that he's overrated. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought he can play. He can hoop straight up hoop. I thought he was uh, a well-rounded Where'd player. Where'd Carmelo play college ball at? Syracuse. No. Yeah. Who coached him? Yeah. Jim Behan. See? That's all you need to say right there. Yeah. 
Where did Carmelo go when he got drafted? Um, Denver. Denver. Who yeah. did he play for there? Old school hard nosed son of a bitch. Issel. George no. Carl. George Carl. Okay. Only too far back here. But uh yeah. so so LeBron threw his two cents in here. And uh you know me, well, I used to hate LeBron. I've come around on LeBron. I've gave LeBron a second chance. Uh, one more thing, real quick, sorry. What? Uh I will say go look at the numbers for, for uh, Anthony, you know. Look at the assists, the points, the rebounds. I mean it goes on and on. Lost stats. Do you want to know something that's interesting? And I urge you, all the listeners, fact check me on this. You will not win. Go back. Go back to like, I want to say 2012, 2013, 2014. Uh, <clears throat> probably 2012, 2013. Think the super team in Miami, Bosch, Wade, and LeBron. Yeah. So they were dominating. Not only the NBA, but they were dominating the East every night. There was one guy that was putting up better numbers by himself than all them guys together. There was one guy that was selling jerseys at the time that was outselling LeBron and D. Wade jerseys. There was one guy that essentially put the entire organization in the biggest media market in the world on his back and carried the New York Knicks team without getting any fucking help while still trying to run Phil Jackson's triangle offense. That was Carmelo Anthony. You see how passionate I got there? Yes. I don't think he was overrated at all. I mean, we totally sidebarred on this because I was just bitching about the Lakers and what they're doing, but Carmelo got fucked out of another chance at a ring. I know, and I yeah. know there's going to be people out there, including our boss, being like, well, if Carmelo was that good, he would have already had his ring. You can't do it all on your own. LeBron, mm-hmm. and, and I came around LeBron, LeBron couldn't do it on his own. He had to go get Bosch and Wade, and I came pretty, back. I'm a LeBron guy now. I mean, it's pretty hard to go back and find one player that won a championship by himself, okay? <clears throat> by himself. Yeah, there's, there's, it's two, three Kobe needed Shaq. KD yeah. couldn't do it by himself. He had to go join the, th- uh, you know, the Warriors. Right. I can't think of any team that you uh, Spurs. You had, you know, Tom, holy crap, Duncan. Tom Brady. Tom Brady says he won a ring himself. He's nothing. Much, nothing. Nothing. Okay. I I I bought my tongue. Okay. And he's back too. Holy crap. <laughs> But but, yeah, so but we gotta look at him another year, you know. All right, but anyways, so um, here's some Ugh. here's some funny, not really funny shit, but Los Angeles. I did some digging. L.A. was the only team to not have a single five man lineup play a hundred minutes together this season, despite entering the season with really high expectations. They were only able to have LeBron James. Anthony Davis and Westbrook on the floor together for 21 games. And in those 21 games, they went 11 and 10. They finished the season bottom 10 in both offensive and defensive rating, ranking 21st in defensive. Uh, they lost 18 to 24 coming out of the All Star break. 
uh, and then Vogel was hired in May of 2019. Okay. Right. And then COVID in the bubble, but he still won a championship. <laughs> he won him a championship in the right. Orlando bubble. So and they fire him. So and get this, I know you're gonna love this. So going back to 2010, 2011. So Kobe championship time, Kobe's last ring ish. Phil Jackson stepped down after the 2010-2011 season. Since Phil Jackson has stepped away, no coach has made it more than three seasons. Frank Vogel lasted the longest, uh, or had the most wins at 225. Luke Walton coached, or yeah, Luke Walton coached, not 225, games. My bad. My category, my bars (laughs) messed up. Anyways, Luke Walton, Byron Scott, Mike D'Antoni. There's a name we ain't heard in a while. Right, right. And then they fired Mike Brown, uh, like, you know, whatever. They fired Mike Brown. Then they replaced Ber- Bernie Bickerstaff was the interim coach. Then Mike D'Antoni come along. And that, that, 20, that 2012-2013 clusterfuck of the Lakers organization with Dwight Howard, Kobe, Steve Nash, and Paul Gasol. That was a fucking – that was a train wreck going back 10 years ago. I, I tell you what, I listened to Mike and Mike on ESPN Radio every morning getting off work on night shift, and that's all they do. All oh, the Lakers showed their ass again last night. The Lakers showed their ass again last night. The La- I mean – but, no, dude, it's just – it's just pissing me off that they're going to – it's it's I mean I don't know, dude. Maybe it's maybe it's time for a new era. Maybe you know here it's a generational thing, bro. Maybe it's the the players from my teenage years and my early twenties and thirties are dying out. Or not, not dying out. They're just their careers are dying out. Maybe it's changing yeah, in the it, new guards. Super it, teams aren't working. One thing is for certain it uh, change is constant, man. All right. So yeah, it is like it, and it's hard to let go of it. It's hard to let go of. Larry but you're gonna Bird. fire your coach after three years, after he won you a fucking championship during the toughest season ever in recorded sports history because of well, a global pandemic. But you're gonna fire him and make him the fall guy when that's bad management on your end. I mean, and you're gonna how how are you gonna uh, expect players to perform? People. But people go out and argue with you that well, it's business, okay? Yeah, I get it's business, but you know but, what? If you the, you're in the business to win championships, right, how are you going right. to win championships when you keep changing the fucking play caller every three right. or four seasons? Right. Yeah, it's not going to happen consistently. Anyway, man, I love sports, but sometimes I get pissed off. I get pissed off at management, and I don't mean management like the coach. I mean like front office management. Like the guys Which, above the coach. I think I've said it before. It's the, the part we're talking about right now is the part about the money, the contracts, and everything. To play a kid's, a kid's sport, man. And These prima the donnas went, get paid, and they get a little bit of power, and like you said, they turn they, into crybabies and assholes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, pretty much. Yeah. 
All right, we 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 have to we have to get off of this because I'll just bitch and bitch and bitch. And all right, we're out. We're out. Okay, yeah, yeah. I don't. God damn it, Carmelo! That's the biggest thing that makes me hot about all this is now Carmelo's been denied his ring again. Mm-hmm. And and Westbrook. Yeah. Westbrook deserves rumor. a championship. I heard rumor he was going to be a pacer. Dude, I would love to see Russ come to Indianapolis. Nobody wants to come play in Indianapolis. I know. This isn't a basketball state anymore. Peyton Manning made this a football state. Oh, speaking of that, before we get to the meat and taters that you want to talk about, pro wrestling. Uh Uh-oh. Vince McMahon. Yeah. The guy that owns WWE. The godfather of professional wrestling. Yes. His grandson committed to playing college football for the Indiana Hoosiers over this past weekend. Da, 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 Shane da. McMahon, Vince's son, who's a wrestler himself, Shane's son, Declan, has committed. He will be an Indiana Hoosier playing college football in Bloomington, which means... I got to go to Bloomington so I can see if I can catch a McMahon in a press box. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool there. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, I got all kinds of ideas to get his attention, man. Yep. Okay, but anyways, uh, we're going to shift gears and uh, close on this. Um, I know you got something that's you want to talk about here that's kind of sports it's it is sports related and it's you have some theories and some things to say and it's sad and uh i want to let you start i didn't put any single notes in so why don't you kind of segue for us what's going on here uh first first off uh thoughts and prayers to Dwayne haskins who uh we found out was tragically killed in florida right over the weekend yeah over the weekend yeah uh, thoughts and prayers go out to his family. Can't imagine. Uh, what a talent! And you gotta wonder what's going on here, right? He started out as a Washington Commander, did he not? You're correct. He yes. was come. He come out of the Ohio State. You can't say the. It's the. Yeah, right, right, right. He came out of Ohio State. Buckeye. Buckeye. Um, well, had tremendous arm, tremendous talent. Was he going to be the starter for you guys this season? No, no. I don't Was think it going to so. be Mason? I mean, I hate to even say it, but the NFL is a different now. It's a different gear than the college ranks, right? Well, yeah. It's it's you know there's. There's a, you have to work you have to work at it when you get there. No positions bit. produce more busts in the NFL than quarterback right. and wide receiver. So, and I don't know. We don't. We probably won't know ever know what happened, right? Really what happened. do you think happened? Like we talked about a little bit. I mean, it's this well, is I mean, your show. Put it on I mean, there. I, I've heard different things. You know, different theories are either suicide. I, I I can't agree with that. Right, I mean, I mean, we talked about that. Or it, it could yeah. you could make the argument. Uh, yeah, what I mean, are I you doing out that. at five o'clock in the morning? 
I mean, I, I'm going to guess under the influence of something. And I don't want to say that the stoner or whatever, but I'm sure they'll do a toxicology uh, on him. Yeah. I, I'm just, it's five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. What, and I, I've heard uh, conflicting reports. I don't know if he was in his car and he got out of his car. I'm not sure on, on that part of it yet. Right. Uh, do you know? Do you have any news on? Uh, no, I I haven't heard anything new other than what we all know. Um, I don't. Well, you know, you asked me if he was going to be a starter next year, or I think he could have been at, but not this year. But under Tomlin, there, I think, uh, man, it's tragic. Tragic. It's really sad. It's. It, it, yeah, and you know he was he was a pretty well liked guy. I know in early in his career in the NFL, the first few seasons he I don't what he spent one or two seasons in Washington. It wasn't very yeah, long before it was. I it was one. I know he two. he he had some antics and some things first, that first round draft pick, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure first or second round, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He had some things that kind of, you know, he he had some antics. Yeah, yeah. But I I don't know. The kid seemed like he had his uh, head on his shoulder. I don't. I haven't heard anybody say anything bad about him. No, uh-uh. I haven't either. Uh, he's made some. Well, you know what old George Jones said. We we've had choices, right? That's right. That's right. I've, I, know. I know I've had my fair share of them. Me too. And I ain't always made the right choice. No. No. I, it just I haven't. Don't make any, I'm trying to figure out, you know, the whole circumstances surrounding this event. It, it's just. It's tragic. So many, it is tragic. So many things are going through my scenarios. I mean, I wonder if we'll ever know. I wonder, if, you know, who knows? Well, I, I suspect I, I'm not sure I, something don't add up though. Right? That's what you were driving at today. You said it's awful yeah. suspicious. Something just don't add up. I mean, right? If I'm going to take myself out, I'm not going to jump in front of a dump truck, right? Speeding along. I, 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 well, that's what I said to you. But then you're like, well, what if you survive that? Yeah. Holy crap! I mean, there's other ways I'd probably do that. But. Right. I mean, and why, why, why would he? What would be his reason for something like that? They don't make sense either. He got the world in front of him, you know, and all the money he wants, and in and in the right place, I think, to maybe be a surprise, you know, a, a comeback story. Who knows? Mike Tomlin and him, I don't know. He would fit that style of the offense, I think. You know, spread him out. Use your arm, your talented arm, you know. He would fit the Steelers' mold. Yes, I think he would. His style of play, you know, outside the pocket, you know, extending plays and making big throws. He can't. It's tragic, man. I hated to hear it. Uh, Kid was so young. He had his whole fucking life ahead of him. Now, I do know that... uh, Ohio State's planning to celebrate his life and legacy coming up. Uh, I'm assuming it'll be a spring game or it'll be one of the first game, home games of the season. 
they're gonna there'll be some sort of tribute for him. Uh, I didn't read all the detail. Or I didn't read any of the details on it. I seen the headline. I knew what it was driving at. Uh, when it says Ohio State's going to honor him with something like this, it'll be a spring game, or it'll more likely be like the first home game of the season this summer, which it, which is nice. But uh, thoughts and prayers go out yes. to uh, Dwayne Haskins' family. Yes, so. absolutely. Well, that was a good episode. About about an hour and twenty eight minutes. That was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. Get sure. a little, get a little. Good to get, get grease the wheel again. You know, get back at it. We, we will grease the fuck out of that wheel this weekend. Uh, depending, I, I, I would love to be able to bang out notes and get notes finished, so we can record like all day long, and then release one here release one there because this is this is a big episode yeah um for sure absolutely yeah absolutely i'm excited about it really uh and i don't even know what we're going to talk about after that like it'll be we it's been so long since we've cracked open that list and like hey what are we going to talk about we need to blow the dust off of it son (laughs) right right well all right Uh, man i guess we'll wrap it up there you got anything else uh yeah, uh, mushroom hunting. Today. Mushroom hunting. Found two. And here it is, April. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be April the 13th, right? Uh, April 12th. Tomorrow will be the 13th. Tomorrow will be right? the 13th, yeah. And this is the furthest I can ever remember, you know, in a year of not having to mess mushrooms yet. Ever. I would like some mushrooms. Um, the problem is the mushrooms that I want and the mushrooms that you want are never mind. Just kidding. Huh? I, I was making a I was making a magic uh, mushrooms joke. <laughs> Did, does it now is it dawning yeah. on you now? It, it, well yeah, it's dawning on me now, yeah. Um, oh, it's funny. I burned yeah. I burned I burned Ronnie at work with that a few weeks ago. He was talking about you know he likes to eat mushrooms and stuff we're talking about pizza and he goes i love eating mushrooms you know we're talking about pizza and i looked at him i said ronnie i said the mushrooms we're talking about eating and the mushrooms you're talking about eating are two different things and he just looked at me and everybody busted out laughing for those of you that don't know to to understand you would have to physically meet ronnie once but Man, I heard, I heard, I was told he was a heck of a basketball player in his day. Ronnie? Yes. No, ask, no ask way. Adam, ask Adam Sweet about it. No way. Well, I mean, use a hell of a baseball. I guess you know, to each their own. I mean, I used to be a world champion on my competitive eating high school lunch team. You know. Right. I bet. I bet when old Ron was a young buck, I bet he could run like a buck, oh, jump like a deer. I'll bet you. Yep, you wouldn't know it now, would you? No, no, son. All right, All right. I just wanted to throw that in uh, the mushroom part. Uh, well, appreciate you for the some. moral update uh, there. There you go. Right on. Right on. All right. Well, I'll get this mixed down and uploaded either tonight or tomorrow night. And uh, all right, man. Yeah, yeah, it's good to get back in the saddle there. Yeah, right? good get yeah, shake cobwebs off. We haven't put anything out for the month of April yet. 
Right. So, all right, bro. Well, I'll catch you in the hellhole bright and early in the morning. <laughs> right on, man. All right. See you, bro. Peace out. Peace out.